Hey, husband. Yes, wife. Where does Luke Skywalker like to shop? Where? The second-hand shop. Wow. everyone and welcome to Random Thoughts. I'm wife and I'm husband and we are the officially unofficial WOW TCG fan made podcast. Well not just WOW TCG wife we well, have it we branched a little bit. We have branched a bit. Which um, shout out to all our uh, new Transformers fans since uh, yes. in, as we mentioned on other shows uh, you WOW TCG people may recognize this name. I've been working with Scott Landis to uh Produce a different show that we're calling Tech Talk under the Random Thoughts umbrella, I guess. Yes. That is specifically devoted to the Transformers TCG. So we generally record on our Twitch channel. Which is House of Random. So we try and keep a relatively consistent schedule, although we're only on going into week five. Uh, you can catch the live stream, as we were t- just mentioning, on Thursdays. We try and target 7.30 p.m. Eastern, but... You know, real life changes things. We always post up a podcast on both our SoundCloud, as everybody listening to this is probably well aware, as well as our YouTube channel. Yes. Which we don't have a... Well, YouTube requires a little bit before you can get, I guess, a real URL. So right now it's just a bunch of random nonsense. So the link is down um, in the description of this podcast, or it is also can be found on our website. Yep. Yeah, so definitely check that out. We did, as we mentioned last time, put up our first series of Grudge Match. Yes, we did. Which the Um, deck lists are now up. I don't remember if we had them up in time for last episode. I don't think we did, but they are up now. And you can uh, see the deck lists of Husband and I designing decks that you might know and recognize. But designing designing them. them. Well, no, but we designed them particularly with a couple cards switched to screw each other over. I don't know if that's true, wife. Um, parts of that are true. No, I think the changes we made are legitimate for the format as this a whole. Like, Bonsai, I think, is underrated. Uh, he's, in most cases, a burn spell, but if he's also, you must deal with me or die in, in a lot of matchups. Which is why he's fun. And Vorix, I've just been experimenting a lot with. Although I really love Overkill, No Mercy seems better. Uh, and then depending on how the remainder of the fan sets shake out, Rogue is always, the new version of Rogue is always going to improve. Yeah. Because it's looking for more Rogue abilities, as opposed to the old finishing move combo mechanic. Now it's just finishing moves looking for any Rogue abilities, or Rogues, or whatever, in the graveyard. But, in any case, that's what we've already done. Yes. So we do, um, are hopefully going to have some more coming up. But for now, um, I do want to put a call out because those of you who watch the videos seemed interested in the videos. We love feedback. Um, like we've said before, we want to produce what you want to see. So if you want to have a certain topic discussed about the WoW TCG, a certain deck discussed, if you want us to play a certain deck, if you prefer more video content, if you prefer more written content, let us know. Yeah, there, we have a couple ideas in mind. Obviously, we mentioned the live stream already that we're doing for the Transformers TCG. 
but there's no real reason we couldn't try and experiment with that for WoW or some of the other games that we talk about. Obviously, it's going to take on a slightly different form. Yes. And maybe we won't live stream it, but maybe we could post the videos to YouTube. That way you have a visual aid about what we're discussing as well. Mm -hmm. So, like wife was saying, hit us up either in the comments, hit us up at our email, hit us up on Twitter, whatever it happens to be. All the contact information's on our website. Randomthoughts.wordpress.com So you can definitely head on over there, check the show notes for what you're listening to literally right this second, yes. and they'll be in there as well. Scroll down. Yep. Um, but for now, for a little peek behind the scenes, it is the eve before the greatest eve of all the eves of the year. It is the eve before what? All Hallows' Eve. And All Hallows' Eve being that the greatest Eve was of all the Eves. one of the worst worded sentences I've ever heard. I don't care. It makes sense. It's even worse than this sentence. It made sense. Did it? Yeah, it did. Did it, though? So it is Hallows' Eve Eve. It's the best night. Well, tomorrow night's the best night of the year. And we're still flying with our October theme, even though this It would be, be so much simpler if you literally just said it's mischief night. No, because it's Hallows' Eve Eve. No. <laughs> no one calls it that. I'm calling it Hallow's Eve Eve. You are literally the first Eve. person to ever refer to it as that in the history False. of Halloween. False. That is how my sister and I always referred to it. No. No one is ever. You're lying. No, you're making I, that I up. am not making that up. It is the night before Samhain. How, is that better? No. It's not better. So much better. Anyway. Um, but we are going to continue on with our creepy deck lists. So our creepy themes. Before we get into it, did you post up... The uh, the playmats again? Um, I didn't uh, post it. It is, however, still on our mantelpiece. Well, I didn't know if you posted it to Facebook group. So, Facebook people, if you have an All Hollows End or Hollows End playmat, yes, post up pictures of it. Yes. Let's let's see them playmats, them holiday playmats. Yeah. So, um, that's actually a fun thing that's been happening on the uh, Facebook group recently. A lot of people have been posting their swag. Um, and we do have a bunch of playmats. We have so many playmats, but some of them, the holiday ones, mm -hmm. I may incorporate into our holiday decorations. So if people weren't aware, this is kind of a digression, but I think it's Max Protection makes essentially hard plastic top loaders that are playmat sized, yep. which if you've tried to frame a playmat before... A, they're super awkwardly shaped when it comes to picture frames, and mm -hmm. B, that's prohibitively expensive. Yes. These are, I mean, they're not cheap, but they do come in, I think it was like 20 bucks for a pack of five or eight of them or something. Point being is that you can get a little bit more mileage for your dollar on that end, and it's a reasonable cover. I mean, all you want to do is be able to hang it on a wall with like sticky hangs or something and not have yeah. it collapse or shred itself under its own weight. Yeah, so, um, I don't know, if you lived through the WoW TCG like we did, you may have a plethora of... It's not um, just WoW, like every game, I, I feel as though, and I don't know if this is true, but I feel as though WoW pushed that stuff, Yeah, well, but every other did. game kind of, like, you can get playmats for everything and anything now, and every game gives true. them out. Like, we, we're now amassing a giant collection of Lightseekers playmats. Yes, which and is, we have a bunch of cool. playmats, and yeah. but they're all cool looking, and like the, there's just something about a new playmat. It's like 
It's like getting a new book. It's like a brand new friend that's going to But at the same time, you. to bring it back to the holiday stuff, I still use and still love my What a Long Strange Trip It's Been playmat. Because that's an excellent playmat. It is. So... Um, and it seems so fitting, no matter what game I'm playing, yeah. because what a long, strange trip it has been. It really has. It really, really has. So, like Wife was saying, we're continuing the spooky, scary theme, but this time with something maybe more near and dear to classic players' hearts, and that is... With our demons. Yes. I love the demons. There are no Golgothans here, thankfully. I don't think I could handle a Golgothan. That would cause me to quit the game. Most people would be unable. Shout out to Dogma. Uh, uh, I so, hope people have seen Dogma. Yeah, if you don't if you know what Dogma is, you should probably pause it. We'll wait. We'll still be here. Go rent it. It's got to be on Netflix, right? Uh, it's not on... I, well, it was for a little while. I don't know if it still is. It's a Kevin Smith movie, and it's hysterical. Especially, if you're easily offended, however, don't watch it. Yeah. Wife and I both grew up in religious homes, so it definitely strikes a lot of chords for us. Yes, and um, like Kevin Smith, we also grew up in the New Jersey area, and I think it also strikes a lot of lot of chords for the Jersey. Hey, I mean, I literally used to go to those movie theaters. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. So enough of a digression. So much of a digression could happen for there. So. Demons. Yeah. So let's take the eight hundred pound horned hoofed creature in the corner into the light a little bit. All right, so we're just going to start with it? Well, we got to get it out of the way. I mean, so yeah. It, so it's there's funny. that one demon to rule them all. Well, it's funny because we look back on our old episodes, and although we talk about them a lot, we've never actually done a it's true, true. deck. Now, the closest we came was some of our early episodes. If you go way back, like we're talking single-digit episodes, where we were talking about the Metamart decklist. Yeah. So, and there were a bunch of Tyrus Blackhorn lists there. In case you were wondering, that's who we're talking about. Yeah, if about. you were, like, kind of wondering which demon we think is in control of Classic, this is the one. Tyrus so, Blackhorn. I am still of the opinion that Tyrus is the best Classic deck, and although it hasn't been performing well at the Retro WoW events, I don't think he's really shown up in a whole lot of numbers. And yeah. It's a deck that's very flexible due to the depth of the card pool with Warlocks. Yeah, um, he's... And I'm trying to think back. I think I, I think he has shown up each year that hmm. we've played. I think so. But I don't think any of... I think a lot of them have been, like, homebrews. Yes. Um, Where it's obvious, is, oh, well, I include Foreign Holy Powers, but the remainder of the deck because of the depth of warlock cards and you know running various demons or just monsters in general because he doesn't have as many restrictions as some of the other heroes we're going to talk about but it's very easy to suddenly go way off the beaten path which is not bad but it may not quite be as honed as other deck lists and there's there are so many ways to go with him and they're all fun so they're all fun here's so here's the way I'll lay it out, because we've talked about Tyrus a lot. I don't think we really need to go into super specifics for him, but there are a couple points I want to bring up. One, imagine this opener, and this is part of the reason why I think it's not only the best deck in Classic, but something you always... I mean, I guess one leads to this. It, you have to always be prepared for him. Turn one, Jade Fire Scout. Yep. Turn two, Basul Herod, Herald of the Fell. Yes. Exhausting Basel to play Lesson of the Nether. Yep. Turn three, Warbringer Eryximal. So good. 
turn four on holy power. <laughs> that is basically game over for, yeah. especially if they were on the play. You have only gotten three turns to address all of that, and they got to look at your hand to rip out the best card that could mess with them. Yes, they have. The opener is bonkers. Now, yes, everybody out there probably is immediately raising their hand and going, but, 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 that doesn't happen all the time. And that is true. That is true. But when it does, damn, does it feel good. But here's the thing. So, because he's a warlock, he gets access to additional one-drops, which, if you're not Horde, can be a problem. Yeah. Like, Alliance doesn't have a huge pool of one-drops. Monster doesn't have a huge pool of one-drops. But they get Sardok and Jadefire Scout, and that's almost that's, good enough by itself. Yeah. You could also run Runum, which allows you to deal with some certain ongoings. Mm-hmm. You could, you know, expand into more of the Jadefire clan. You could. There's a lot of other options. Yeah. Turn two is also kind of sparse because beyond Basel, you're running like Jadefire Seder or things like mm-hmm. that. But at a certain point, the fact that you can play a four-cost master hero in Unholy Power yeah. breaks everything that everyone was doing. Yeah, and his his flip is just insane. So that's the other point I wanted to bring up. I am not sure yet, but I could see that... Because we're going to get into... And I guess we might as well go into him next, but we're not there yet. I like Unholy Power. I like yeah. that the demon hero and holy power interaction exists. I think Signet of Manifested Pain making demon tokens that are now 5-5s five is really cool. It is. But here's the problem. Given that opener, or not even necessarily that opener, because you could just explode out of nowhere by just playing a one-card combo in Unholy Power, mm-hmm. which, like I said, I do like. Here's the problem. Tyrus, because of his flip close to locks you out of the game. He really does. So, um, for those of you who are new, because we do have a lot of new people, Tyrus flips when your opponent has 15 damage on them. You could pay 8, but no one ever does that. Yeah, no one does that. Um, when you are an attacking demon hero or ally, so hey, you have a demon deck with lots of demons in it. If they deal combat damage to a hero, that hero's controller chooses and discards a card. Now, oh, well, I get to choose. That won't be that bad. Yeah, except the whole deck is demons. So every time somebody tags you, essentially on turn four, let's say you've been resourcing every turn, because presumably you've been playing resources, they may actually strip your entire hand away, and you need to figure out a way to win the game without getting past three resources. Maybe four. So, is Tyrus a problem? Maybe. I think the power level for the format is super high. The Tyrus deck can be a little inconsistent, because we said there are some gaps at 1 and 2. Yeah. Uh, but, at 3, you got Hezrion and Warbringer, and a bunch of other demon options. At 4, like you don't even need to continue playing things. Yeah. You could go the heavy discard route and play every Warlock discard ability under the sun. You could go a more aggressive route and play just... Tons and tons of demons. Yeah. You could splash for monster allies. Which is so much fun. You, um, I, I We do have a deck where it's Tyrus and Ulthok, and do you really need anything else in the I world mean, you than could, those two? Yeah, you, in, in the discard <laughs> one, it's like, oh, I'm going like, to strip your hand. Oh, I know that army is the only thing you could draw off the top that could, or, that or could despair. kill me. Let's Ulthok it away. Ulthok army. Plus, if you have Lesson of the Nether, you could lessen them for free with a warlock that's on the board play Ulthok, and, oh, I already know what's in your hand. Yeah. Let's go rip them out. So, 
you have discard Tyrus, you have aggro Tyrus, you have like kind of a mid rangey Tyrus. Tyrus well, can do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, like I said, with Signet, you could play the long game and then, or longer game. The game is not going to last very long if you play a turn two Signet and then follow it up with a turn four on Holy because you're making five five demons every yeah. turn. One thing that has been kind of popular or was is uh, Curse of Midnight, mm-hmm. which is a warlock curse. Every turn, you deal one damage to the attached character, but the key part is you flip... If you play it on hero, you flip the hero immediately. So what people were doing was cursing themselves to flip Tyrus on, like, turn two. Interesting. Now, that sounds cool and all. The problem is is that if you play it on turn two, it's not a good play because you're basically blanking your turn and you're adding a clock on yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, in general, I've found that you are going to... Get them to 15 and get your flip anyway. Yeah, like, it, like he has enough, like, yeah, like you said, there are those gaps at 1 and 2, but he has enough pressure, no matter how he's playing, that he can get him, he can get you to 15 damage. I don't now, think, Now, yeah. there are a couple of decks that screw with that, but in general, he can get you to 15 damage. Yeah, I don't, and do it quickly. Yeah. If you, here's the thing, it... Although there are potentially gaps at the early slot, there really aren't because, you know, you're running four scouts, you're running four Sardok, maybe you're running two other allies at one. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's ten. You're probably going to see one. Yeah. Then, and you're going to mulligan for them. Then at two, like we said, you have Basel, Jadefire, Seder, maybe something else. Okay, that's another six to ten. Then you're running probably four Hezriana, four Warbringer, or Rixamal. Oh, and you're running Dreadsteeds of Zoroth. You could be running... The quest. You could be running actual Dreadsteed. Mm-hmm. You could, you know, there's there so many options that you have to assume if you see a Tyrus plop down on the other side of the board that they're not going to stutter. They're yeah. going to come screaming out of the gates. Like demons should. Exactly. So, I, as I said, I still think Tyrus is the best deck. If it's not, it's definitely, like, top two, top three. Yeah. So you need to be prepared for it. Yeah. And he is, he's, I mean, he was originally one of the only decks that we had for Classic with the knowledge that it was going to work, so he does mm. still show up relatively frequently. Yeah. So he is, along with werewolves, it, it's the the height measurement for the amusement park ride. You need to be this tall to ride this ride. I hate those height measurements. Well, that happens, wife. So much. So... Let's assume for the moment that either Tyrus is a problem and he gets banned. Yeah. You are not... You don't lose all your warlock monster or demon warlock options. You can still play on holy power. Mm -hmm. So tell us about the other one, wife. So the other big guy is Archimond the Defiler. So Archimond... There's so many good names in this game. Well, Archimond was... The one of the original, I it's funny saying original because Warcraft has that history of retconning things and be yeah. like, Oh, by the way, there was this bigger bad, yeah. There was like, there was another bad guy behind the bad guy who was behind the bad guy behind door number three behind that other bad guy. Well, speaking of door number three, Archimonde was the big bad in Warcraft 3, like, yeah. he was behind the, the leader of the Burning Legion and. His card doesn't quite carry the... This yeah, card doesn't quite carry the weight 
He's not as lofty as you would think our command would be. Now, that being said, so as we were talking about, we're not saying Tyrus definitely has to be axed, but let's assume that he is. You still now have the option of playing a demon warlock, yeah. but... So you still get the unholy... You still get you a still turn get, four yeah, master here. you still hero. get unholy power, which is good. You still get decent stuff, but you're not getting the lockout that you get with Tyrus. So, so what do Archimond, you get? Um, you pay for, flip Archimonde, target ally has plus two, minus two this turn. So, probably removal, I highly, unless, I mean, I guess if you have unholy power out and you want to push the extra two damage. Yeah. But it's basic, right? Yeah, it is basic. Um, and then, on his other side, you can, uh, once per game, basic seven, put a token copy of an ally you control into play. That copy is also a demon monster. So, virtually irrelevant because, yeah. let's face it, you're not activating that, probably. And if you get to turn 7, something's wrong. Well, it's not necessarily it's you not get to turn 7, but I don't think even on turn... I guess by turn 7, maybe you have no cards in hand, so it's yeah. something to do. I So, here's the way I look at it. If we assume Tyrus is too much, mm -hmm. which, again, maybe he's not, because the format's still... You know, like, we say it all the time, but the format's unexplored. There's always cool new stuff people are coming up with. There's a lot of cards... There's a lot of interactions. But let's assume that Tyrus is a problem. I think having effectively zero flips is an okay trade to be able to play a turn four master hero yeah. on Unholy Power. Yeah, to so be able to get that Unholy Power, I, I still think Archimonde would be a strong play. He's still a strong hero. It's just currently Tyrus is better. Yeah, there's no reason to like, play. It's one Archimon of those like, Tyrus. oh, Archimonde's really great, but Tyrus is better. So why are you playing Archimonde? Tyrus is definitely better, and he doesn't. There. And he looks cooler too. There's, there's Archimonde actually, look as cool there's as a Tyrus. second, there's an alt art for it, and I don't remember how you get it. Um, but there, if it, you remember, let us know. It's, it, it's not much better, but mm -hmm. it, it's a little different. So maybe I don't know. It. I'm not a fan of the Eridor. Like, I don't like their look. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They, I'm not... So, like, if you look at a Dreadlord, it looks like a demon. And yeah. And it looks dangerous. The Eridor just we'll aren't about. scary. So, well, let's move into... Since I think we've talked enough about the Warlocks yeah. themselves. They're, they're pretty obvious. We wanted to get them out of the way. But let's talk about one of the other demon heroes before we get into probably... I don't know if people would think about them, but the ones that are really fun. Yeah. So can we talk about the most demonic looking of the demon lords? Sure. So uh, Hakar the Houndmaster is what I would picture if you asked me to draw a demon. He That's also has would... alternate art, and the other one's even better. Like, oh it looks God. better. Like, yeah. So he. this is one of those cards that just looks really badass. Um... So, flip a car, uh, pay three, basic three, put a 2-2 two, two Fellhound Demon Monster Ally token into play. All the adjectives. Yes. And then, um, on the other side, once per game, basic four, target demon ally you control has plus two attack and long range this turn. So, he's a hunter, by the way. I don't yeah, know if he said that. I did but... not say that. So... And he has puppies. Now, little demonic hellhound puppies. As much as I want to use Hakar, he also has a similar problem that Archimonde does. Why would you ever play him over Gurgle Merkle? Yeah. Now, one benefit that he does have, so here's a reason to play him. 
what Illidan wants, two reasons, what Illidan wants, and you are Demon Rockley? I don't actually know how that name is pronounced. I don't know. So these are... What Illidan wants might be the funniest card in, to me in the game, because all I can every time I hear it, I get what a girl wants stuck yeah. in my head, but what Illidan wants... Um, for those of you who didn't grow up in the early 90s, I'm sorry. So, anyway, <laughs> uh, those are probably the best quests in the game. If yeah. you're running, if you have access to a demon hero, those are the best quests because it's pay to draw one. Yeah. Which is about as efficient as you're going to get. Mm -hmm. Yes, there are a few like swift discipline where it's pay one, draw one, but there's a slight drawback. Yeah. And then you have to tailor your deck to get around it. In general, playing a demon hero, because generally we're talking about, say, Tyrus, where there's not much of a drawback. And then you are demon is pay for, draw two, which is also about as efficient as it gets. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to get a draw, a pay three, draw two in most cases. Now, yep. this is obviously ignoring mounts and things like that, but they are some of the best quests. So if you wanted to run hunters with effective quests, maybe that interrupt base control marksmanship hunter runs a car because mm -hmm. then you can run these quests to fill in for the fact that, let's face it, there's almost no way for hunters to draw cards. Yeah. Now, that doesn't really shore up their problem with dealing with ongoings, but what are you going to do? You can't have everything. I mean, you could... I'm not that not, excited by her yeah, car, were he's you? Yeah, not that exciting. I think his artwork is really exciting, but the card itself is a little lackluster. So one of the other last demons that we're going to talk about, or, well, not last overall, but one of the last ones that we're going to talk about just to get the monsters out of the way is Xavius. Yes, not to be confused with Prince Xavius, which I did the first few times that we talked about these cards. So he's the druid monster hero. Mm -hmm. Also a demon, again, you get the benefit of those really good quests. His front flip is kind of relevant. Yeah, so um, you pay for, you may place an additional resource this turn. Which is, placing resources is not something that I usually think about until it's one a situation where I really wish I had been able to place more resources. Well, it's hard to play um, around. I... Uh, the obvious thing is ramp decks. I don't yeah. know how often it's going to come up. His once per game is, eh. You, you get a bunch of tokens, but you, I don't know if he's the guy you're going to be playing ramp for. Yeah. I don't know if he's, if ramp is even a thing mm -hmm. in general, because ramp, it's going to be tough, but you have that option. I've personally been trying him with Boomkin which we're still working on because I kind of rotate between red, blue, and green because each of them have different benefits. So they each have their own flavor. So red you get, well, say Swift Raptor, or if you really mm -hmm. wanted to run Broderick's, or, you know, a bunch of other options such as Four Great Honor because then you can fetch things like Hurricane off of it. Yeah. Compared to the blue version, which gets Concerted Efforts, which gets Moonfire, which is mm -hmm. kind of a key component, and there are a few other elements... Whereas in green, since you're a demon, you get those good quests. Yeah, the so, that we mentioned before. And there are, there are other reasons to run each different version, but those are some of the highlights. So Xavius is up there and I think has potential. But that kind of covers the green end. Let's talk yeah. about the gold heroes, which are kind of forgotten heroes, I think. Mama? Mama Let, sure, let's start that. 
All right, let's start with one of my favorite gold heroes who we have a deck built around her. Yeah, I wrote an article about um, her last year, probably around this time, because it was yeah. right around Thanksgiving, I think. Um, so, of course, we're talking about Mama Misery, Mother Misery. Um, she, the easiest way to put her is she has so many freaking hands that she can hold all the things. She has sextuple wield. Yes. So, you're probably familiar with dual wield. Yeah. You may be familiar with Infinite Wield, because there's a rogue card that grants that, but mm -hmm. Sextuple Wield only appears on Mother Misery. Yes. Now... Because she has six arms, so, so yes. she gets to hold six Because she's a... What kind of demon is she? Does it I, say... It doesn't say... I want to say it's a Shivara. I don't remember the names. I think it... Because so well. they actually printed a few of those allies that are that yeah. type of demon in some of the newer sets, but I don't remember, because they weren't a... I guess a classic... Wow, yeah. demon! They showed up with Burning Crusade. Yeah. So. Um, but with her, you can include uh, neutral quests, but any melee weapons, which is fun. All the melee weapons are fun. But here's the notable things are what you didn't say. Yeah. So you can't run abilities. Yes. You can't run allies. Yes. And for all of these gold heroes that we're going to be discussing, you can't run locations. Because those cards didn't exist when they, this card type, literally, it came in with Drums of War. This was from Servants of Betrayer. Mm. So they didn't exist yet. Yeah. So you and that is a humongous drawback. It, it, it really is. Because imagine Mother Misery getting access to Eye of the Storm. It would no, change it everything. Would, it would change, it would, if, Mo if Mother Misery had Eye of the Storm, I think she would be an insanely powerful deck. I don't know if she would no, be insanely powerful, but... She would be but, much more powerful. Yes. Because she would be able to... Oh, you have a bunch of protectors? That's so cute. Well, I mean, you can get around the protectors with certain things. Certain weapons. Uh, but it's more... She can then solely focus on offense. Because mm -hmm. the issue that I found in playing that deck is that... Okay, well, I have a bunch of weapons. A, I need to get them online. So I need to get them down into play and with enough resources to swing them, which may be a serious hindrance. Mm -hmm. Then you need to... If you're playing weapons, you generally are using them as a card advantage engine, so you're punching their guys. Yeah. Meaning you're not closing the game out, but that means your opponent is chipping you down, chipping you yeah. down, chipping you down. And eventually, especially in Classic, oh look, I top-decked on Holy Power... Oh, look, I have yeah. my 5,000th Grumdak. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like. that's, um, that is definitely a huge drawback of her. You do but. get cool stuff, and there are defensive options. You could run Black Amnesty. You could run Kellen's Dagger of Escape. Mm -hmm. You can run uh, what, the Bringer of Death. Uh, you could run Glyph Trace Ritual Knife. You get sweepers in those options. You get some of the dodge options. Yeah. But it's it's tough because yeah. you're really limited to weapons that either do something like Wraith Scythe, where you don't have to actually attack with them, but it lets you heal. Uh-huh. Or you need weapons that, yes, you can attack with, but you got to make sure that it's low enough because otherwise, what's the point of having six hands if you don't have a weapon in each of them? Yeah. Um, and you're not wrong. It's just, I think she's, it's a fun idea. And it's fun to mess around with. Well, it's cool because um, you do get fun stuff like Shadow Morn. Yeah. So you you have to look at all the weapons. Because you can take any... It doesn't matter what class. You can mix and match classes. Yeah. 
So it's one of the original, not dual heroes, but multi-heroes. So mm -hmm. you could, you know, just throw in whatever you want. That's why you could have Jinrock alongside the Bringer of Death, which yeah. that would be which, pretty wild, but... Um, I mean, Jinrock itself is such an insane card. Right. Like, so you have these, like, you have, you have really fun possibilities. And I think the deck itself is cohesive. Like, the deck that we've made, that we've made is coherent, it just doesn't. It doesn't quite get through quite as strong as you would like it to. Well, like I said, you're you're always going to be torn with that very delicate dance of, do I go for their allies? Do I go for their face? Uh, you because your defensive options are so limited, you mm -hmm. don't have that luxury of even something as simple as plopping down an armor, so that you're not absorbing other hits because it's melee. Yeah. It's not long range. Yeah. So you run into those sort of issues where, okay, well, Wraith Scythe is my only way to gain health back. I can only run four of them, and if they remove one, I can't. There are very few. I don't think there are any weapons that recur weapons off the top of my head. Maybe there's okay, one. Maybe. There might be one. You know, yeah. it, and then you're, you also have the problem of, okay, well, if I'm spending resources to play them, and then I'm spending resources to swing them, when do I get to quest? Yeah. When do I get, you know... You, when you, do you get to do other things other than just play weapons and swing with them? Like, which, I mean, that is what she does. And, and it's, and that's not, I'm not saying that that's a wrong way to go about it, but sometimes you, you gotta get a little more happening. Yeah, it's... if Even if it was something as simple as... So we've talked before about how I can't stand that the Lich King can't play Scourge Allies. Yes, we have. I think that these heroes could do with an update simply to allow them to play locations. Mm -hmm. Even if it's, again, something as simple as you can play Eye of the Storm. Because, let's face it, they're, they're probably not playing, like, Arathi Basin. Or, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, I don't know if I've seen Arathi Basin actually come out, ever. Well, people were really big on it when it first yeah. released. Everybody ignored Eye of the Storm and then I I don't know who first pioneered it, but then everybody's like, oh, that oh. that's actually pretty good. Yeah. So if she had Eye of the Storm, is it going to make her tier one? Eh, probably, probably not. not. But it would make her Wait, well, well, let's put it this way. Two or three? If she had access to Eye of the Storm, I would have probably played her this past year. Yeah, for fun. Da going forward, I might still play her because yeah. it would be fun. Like it would be cool because again, you get to do this wacky stuff. And I think no matter what, if your opponent slams down Mother Misery on the table, you're th gonna be a, what? What is about to? What is happening? Yeah, you're you're gonna be in for a fun game. I think, uh, as long as they don't, you know, like you're not running, or if you're playing Mother Misery, they're not running something that just lights up equipment, yeah. which is also as an aside important for classic because we've talked about it before there aren't a lot of relevant equipment it's basically envoy occasionally signet a manifested pain specifically mm -hmm. uh voice of reason that's yeah, about it i mean it, there's probably like one maybe two i'm forgetting but for the most part it, gray cards are non-existent yeah so mother misery would bring them back <laughs> with a vengeance so it would be cool it and it really would be and if you can find a way to make, if somebody can find a way to make her tier one, let us know because we'll play it. Yeah, I definitely. If you have Mother Misery lists out there, I'm all ears. Uh, I think most of the options kind of self-select. 
by virtue of what how the deck has to function given the format. But like I said, I'm I'm definitely open to other ideas. All right. Well, we do have another gold demon. We have a yeah. couple more gold demons, but um, this guy has a. Is that like a meat cleaver in his hand? It's supposed to be a glaive. Like, pit, pit okay. lords have glaives, but okay. that's not the usual pit lord weapon, which as an aside for anybody out there saying we forgot the other demon heroes, yes, there are a couple others. Yeah. Um, speaking of pit lords, Manoroth the Destroyer, who I do actually like. Mm-hmm. Um, we we could talk about him in a minute, but, but go first, ahead. But let's, first, let's start with Obliveron, which just sounds like a demon name. He was... Probably the only hero for the cycle that really made a splash. Yeah. Um, it was before I really started playing and really got got into it, so I know locally somebody would always play Obliveron, but anyway. Yeah. So he uh, has 25 health. He uh, His front card, he can have any number of pets. His back flip, uh, you can have any number of pets. Deck building, you can only include neutral quests, any trader cards, and any demon allies. You can't include cards with reputation or other text restrictions. So again, notably, no locations. Yep. Notably, uh, you can't run Dreadsteeds of Zoroth because that's not technically neutral. Mm-hmm. Because it has a warlock icon. So I yeah. always thought that rule was a little weird. Uh, yeah. But those don't count as neutral, which, again, is weird. It's... It's interesting, so, as I said, this is one of the decks that actually was a thing, mostly on the back of Form of the Serpent, which is a Traitor Druid card, cost three, ongoing. When your hero attacks, put a poison counter on it, Form of the Serpent. Your hero has plus one attack this combat for each poison counter on it. But you can remove all poison counters, and your hero deals one nature damage to target ally for each counter removed this way. So you could go swing into that guy, kill him, then fling the tokens at that guy and kill that guy. So it allows you to control the board. It essentially gives you a free weapon. Yeah. That can sometimes off other allies. Oh, and if you just keep attacking in, eventually your guy's going to have like nine attack and start really punching things. Uh, yeah. It's, I don't know. Like, this is a card that's interesting to me. And um, the deck that Husband's mentioning... That was so long before I joined this game that I never actually got to see it happening in real life. So. It's Well, we do have an Obliveron deck that's mostly just, you know, for funsies. It's obviously running a bunch of demons, and it's... Eh, I mean... It, it's fine. The problem is 25 health is super weak. Yeah. Obviously, you want to be punching things with Form of the Serpent. If you're actually connecting instead of flinging the tokens, that's going to add up. Um... The game is a lot faster than when Obliveron last saw yeah. the light of day. Yeah, the world's just too powerful for this particular demon. Apparently. I mean, Pit Lords don't... They've they've been getting their butts kicked most of the time they, in the story. I mean, have. to be fair, all the demons do. They get their butts kicked left and right for the most part by people on Azeroth. But uh, the Pit Lords... Like I said, it, Obliveron unfortunately doesn't have much going for him. Uh, at least at this point. He's definitely still fun. One aside, though, I since we just had the Monk set, given the whole storyline with Garrosh, it, I think it would have been a really good time to reintroduce the trader mechanic. Mm-hmm. Because, well, obviously, you know, and, the whole thing... Yeah. 
And I think tra- like the idea of a trader deck is kind of fun. Well, like it's it's a, the like, air quotes fourth spec. Way. Well, it you could do it one of two ways. You could have them literally. So say you did it with Garrosh. You could have it be all of Garrosh's cards mm-hmm. because he was betraying the horde. Yeah. Or you could have it be the resistance within the horde because technically, while Garrosh was in power, they were traitors. Yeah. So which is... it's weird. So you could have like obviously the traitor cards for when they were first introduced were all intended. So for example, um, the Torrent Trader was a Grim Totem. Because they all had, like, their taglines, yeah, I guess. Was, who was the guy in Orgrimmar that you would, like, kill and then, uh, like, because he was a traitor and he was in the in the inn? No, you're talking about Gammon. And everybody just killed him because they like beating up on Gammon. And then he, like, turned into, like, a billion powerful thing with one of the expansions. Yeah, I, thought he was I don't think he was actually a traitor. I thought he was, because I, rem- I did a quest, and it was like, you need to go kill that traitor, Gammon. And that this is like a complete and utter aside. I was just trying to remember who he was. I don't think that's true. I don't but know. I'm not sure. I don't know. So, um, anyway, point is, is that you could do it either way. So all of the existing traitor stuff was like, you know, the actual betrayers, like they are doing something bad and backstabbing the good guys. Mm-hmm. You could do it the other way, like I said, with the resistance characters, because from the eyes of Garrosh, they're the traitors. Yeah. So Which is, uh, always fun to like historically to look at who's really the traitor. That's all I'm going to say about it, but it's fun. It depends on who writes the books. It does depend on who writes the books, and that's why it's so much fun. Anyway, before we get on to a yeah. history digression. Which so the last three hours. Uh, point is, is that I think it would have been a good opportunity. But, that being said, Demon Hunters also have a similar theme yes. with Illidan. So that would, and it kind of ties back to Illidan, so yeah. I guess that's... A, and it's one of those things that these cards... The traitor heroes will never get stronger because they are so limited. Mm-hmm. Like, other specs. So if you were a fire mage, you kept getting fire mage yeah. cards, even though most of them were bad. Uh, at least you got more, so you have more options. Traitors were, always will be stuck with what they have unless new cards are infused. Yeah, and so. th- there's always a traitor. In every story, there's at least one. Oh, of course. So let's just add more. So One more gold guy? No, let's do the... Okay. Real quick, another green hero that, since we didn't bring him up before, and that's Manoroth the Destructor. Ooh. So he is a warrior pitlord demon, hence why I wanted to bring him up. I do actually like him because his front flip is pretty cool. It's pay five, basic, flip him, reveal the top five cards of your deck. Put a revealed ally or equipment from your hand, or into your hand, put the rest on the bottom of your deck. And then on the other side, once per game, pay six, double the attack of target ally, or weapon. Again, it's one of those that would... I think he's too costly. Yeah. I don't really see any reason to play Manoroth over Lord Benjamin Tremendousen! Like, there's God, no... I love saying that name. There's really no Tremendousen. Did we ever decide how he's pronounced? Um, how his name is pronounced? I think we said it was Tremendousen, but Tremendousen sounds so much better. It does sound cooler. I like saying it that way. Um, anyway, point is, is that I don't really see a reason for it. His flip costs so much that, like, what are you tutoring for? Yeah. I mean, and it's only, it's not even a tutor, it's the top five. 
So yeah. you could just hit five blanks, and yeah, you're going to feel... Yeah, and that would be awful. And it's basic, so you can't even do it. Anyway, point is, yeah. Manoroth, uh, yeah, like I said, Pit Lords were doing bad. Yeah, Manoroth were doing bad. his artwork's interesting, looking at this card. It's, his I, his artwork could have been so much better. It's like... It could have been so much better. Because I'm, I'm, I'm looking up this card as we go, because it's not one that we play with really ever. And... So the artwork on the card is, like, lackluster. The artwork on Manoroth the Destructor's Wikipedia entry is pretty baller, so go for that one. Yeah, there's there's super cool artwork of the Pit Lords. Like, I think their design is, compared to the Eridar, the Pit Lords look like demons. Yeah. And they look big and tough. Like, they look like something that if you saw an army of demons, they would be in it. Yeah. Which, since we didn't mention it before, Manoroth and Hakkar are the two demons that are on Legacy of the Legion. Oh, which I mean, and they are very they, okay. they are very very important to the to the uh, Warcraft lore. Yes, so, but we, I, I'm I'm looking at this now, but we can talk about Warcraft lore forever. Anyway, and we'll try not to. Um, so another real quick gold Zia Queen of Suffering. I um, actually really like her, but man, is it hard to make her like, work? Her flip so is her insane. Flip, yeah, so she flips, she gains control of target ally, use only on your turn. Okay, that's good. Um, but it's... That's such a tempo gain. It's it, so it good. And I'm not saying it's not. It's, just imagine stealing Death Fear. Yeah, that, something like that. Just go, take Death Fear. Because it's not removing him from play, it's just taking him. Yeah. Um, Basically, if it's not a ferocity ally, your opponent's going to be super sad. Yeah. So you can include uh, neutral quests, like before, any warlock abilities and al any allies with the type warlock. You can include cards with reputation or text restrictions. And no locations. This is another yeah, one. Another that no Eye location. of the Storm, oh my god, Eye of the Storm would make such a difference. Yeah. Here's the other big drawback. How many how, how many hit points does she have, wife? She only, I didn't even realize this, she only has 20 health. That's yeah. ridiculous. Now you want to, let's put this in perspective. A single Grumdak is a quarter of her health. That, yeah. Now, to be fair, you could be playing Mage and it's still 20% of your health. Yeah. But. It's, oh, uh, that really is. You you go down fast. Yeah, she's, she's, she's pretty super fragile health-wise. But like we said before, Warlock abilities are strong. Warlock allies are strong. You say that, but we we talked about this. Was it last week? Maybe. Um, we were talking about this in reference to a different hero. Uh, the, well, it was the Scourge hero. Yeah. So the issue is Scourge heroes. The actual Scourge heroes, you're limited to Death Knights. Yeah. And that sounds like oh well, the game has a lot of Death Knights. How many of them are actually playable? If you go and look at the playable Death Knights mm -hmm. that you wouldn't be embarrassed to put into a sleeve, the list is very short. Yeah. The Warlock list is not much longer, mostly because you are so limited. So, like, for example, Mias the, or Mias the Putrid. Uh-huh. It's a two-drop Horde Warlock. It's a 1-1 one, one for two. When it comes in, your opponent discards a card. Mm -hmm. Great. That that's a solid card. It's yeah. seen tournament play before. Here's the problem: if your entire deck is filled with those, you're relying on her flip to make sure that whatever guy you take has to be good enough. What I think she wants to do, especially given her low health, is play 
hyper aggro. Yeah. Steal. It doesn't matter what your opponent's first guy is. I'm taking it. 100%. I'm taking it. Basically blanking their first play and then snowballing the tempo advantage. The problem with that is, well, there's a lot of ferocity allies. Yeah. You can only use it on your turn, because obviously, otherwise, when you take it, you'd have pseudo-ferocity. Mm-hmm. And a lot of... Enough things play early drops that it's, okay, well, I steal their one drop, but they're going to follow it up with better stuff, yeah. and it's... Because Does, of the 20 health, you can't, you know... Does she have access to Warlock pets? So, like... Could she play Sardok, Hezriana, and things like that? Nope. That's I didn't think she could, but that was kind of... It specifically says Warlock abilities and allies with the type Warlock. Now, yeah. if you were to play, say, um, you know, if there was a pet that was a Warlock, yeah. then, yeah, I don't think there are any, but if there was, you could. But, so you'd also lose access to, say, Hezriana. Yeah. That feels super bad. It really does. Uh, yeah, it it's really way. I mean, the ability is insane, the flip, but it's it's so restricting because there aren't enough. You really want so okay. You get Basel, yeah, which just feels great, but you need more of those come into play things to make up for the fact that you can't just run whatever allies you want. Yeah. Uh, and in all honesty, I think the 20 health is really what, what puts her down yeah. because... I, I think that's her biggest issue. 20 health, especially in the current meta, is just, it's not enough. No. It really isn't. You can get to 20... There's so many decks where you can be at 19, 20 health by turn 3 or 4, and they can stall out for those last 7 let's say, health. Let's add another point of perspective. When do you flip Tyrus? Yeah, at 15. <laughs> and how much health does she have? Uh, 20, yeah. Yeah, they, they, we'll That's, leave it at that. It's, yeah, I really right. want her to work. It's really cool. She's a super unique hero. But man, you are... It's not even taking your life in your hands. It's, it's like taking your life and tying and it to the it train tracks like, it, like it's a cartoon yeah. and just waiting. Like, it's bad. Yeah. So, one of those little kind of... Cutesy demons. Can a demon be cutesy? Uh, if you say so. Um, but we have Implored Pinprick. And husband, I know you love this card, so take it away. Well, Implored Pinprick actually almost top eight in one of the Metamart events way back when. Why am I not surprised? It came this? really close because it, it blanks so many things. Yeah. There's so many decks that are, if you're unprepared, you just, you literally lose before you shuffle the decks because you can't interact. Now, that being said, so many decks can kill him by accident. So, for example, yeah. let's explain. Implored Pimprick baseline is elusive. Yeah. Forever. All the time. Always. Always and forever. That's a James Bond song. <laughs> really? James Bond is where you go? Oh, anyway. anyway. So, sounds fantastic. What else? What strings are attached? You can only include neutral quests, any abilities that deal fire damage, and any fire allies. Oh, but uh, speaking of low health, he has the lowest total in the game at a whopping eight. Eight. So, obviously, the solution is fight fire with fire and try and burn Mm -hmm. the imp out. Now, how hard is that? 
sounds like, you know, let's take werewolves, for example. Yeah. Tell me a card off the top of your head, werewolves, that does direct damage, does not require combat. I, no. So, you could say boomer. Ah, uh, yeah. But, A, not all versions run them, and B, you're probably not screeching eight times consecutively. Your opponent's yeah. going to do something about it, especially since it's an ally. But here's the thing. You can just flip. Yeah. The flip would work. So it doesn't... Although he's elusive, his allies are not. Yeah. Now, if your implored pinprick opponent is paying attention, they're going to go, well, I can't play guys, cause if, or I can't play more than... You basically have to avoid having eight cards in the graveyard, because mm-hmm. then your opponent could at any point go, bonsai, flip, bang, you're dead. Yeah. Assuming they're running bonsai. But the point is, is that, and again, maybe they're only running a one-up bonsai and they never see it. But the point mm-hmm. is, is that a lot of decks can accidentally kill Pinprick. Yeah, so they, they accidentally stomp on him because he is a little tiny imp. Well, even Tyrus, you could just r- run out multiple Bozzles. Yeah. And if they kill the Bozzles or play a guy that you can run Bozzle into, you can Dread Steeds it back and then yeah. just, you know, Do it again. ping him out. And if I recall correctly, I think that's what killed the person that was playing Pinprick, is that there were just enough either Tyrus players or, or Vorix players, like Vorix shreds yeah. Pinprick, because um, all he does is direct damage, pretty much. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of things that accidentally just swat this fly. He's a really fun card, but again, it's also yeah. another matter of it sounds like there's a lot of cards. Any cards that do fire damage. Yeah. And it's like, eh, yeah, time? there's there's yeah. like four or six yeah, unique like, cards that I want to run. And then the rest are like, okay, I, I guess I'll fill this out. Yeah. Which I, is unfortunate because even uh, Willbreaker block had Twilight of the Dragons. Mm-hmm. And theirs was a whole, the entire block was damage themed. So it was nature and then it was... Um, whatever the, the War of the Elements ones were. But then it was fire when Deathwing's flight got the focus. And there still aren't enough good fire guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm just imagining playing um, Rosalyn with him. It's like, hey, you I, could play. Rosalind, I could play it You could twice. play two Rosalinds. <laughs> I could play two Rosalinds and then die. You know what there need? There needs to be a fire healing card. So, like, healed by, like, so... Cauterizing the wounds? Possibly, or, you know, like, it, warmth is healing. You know, you get heating pads and stuff. Uh, you can stretch that however you want, um, but sure. Well, I mean, regardless, you're only at most healing seven, so it's not yeah. really that big of a deal. So I think that covers all of the truly neutral yeah. demons. There may yeah. have been ones that we missed. I'm trying to remember if there... There wasn't a demon death knight, I don't think. There are no demon paladins. Pretty sure there are no demon though. priests. A demon paladin? So, like. Well, they it's... have it. So, it's funny you say that. They now have light forged dreadlords and other. Basically, they just reskin them all with white armor. Okay. Uh, but they. It's in one of the. Um, is it in Legion? I don't remember if it was in Legion or the one before that, but in in one of them, they uh, recent expansions, they have it. Okay. Well, moving away from we like there might be more, but let's talk about the bad guy demons. 
The bad guy demons? The bad guy demons. The allies, the alliance demon. Well, yes, that, that, that's so a double bad, bad guys, guy. Right? All the bad guys. Uh, so Curzon the False um, put, uh, one, put three alliance allies from your party into their owner's hand, flip Curzon face down. And while Curzon is face down, all of your allies... Yeah, they uh, they get a slight buff, and it's funny that we were just talking about pinprick because all of your alliance allies in your party are elusive. Yeah, um, which elusive is great. We've talked about elusive elusivity, That's, elusiveness. No. Yes, that that would be a word. I want to say elusivity <laughs> though. Uh, <laughs> Heard it here first, folks. Wait till dictionary.com picks it up. It could happen, um, but elusive is. It can be so frustrating to play again. So Curzon was one of the first decks that I net decked in WoW. Um, okay. It was... I don't man. Now I'm going to be really upset because I'm going to remember it at like 4 o'clock this morning. I'm sure you will. But anyway... It'll wake me up. I forget who created it. And basically the deck was... I remember it running uh, Personal Weather Maker... Because, so, Curzon okay. has some deck-building restrictions, which we didn't actually go over, and that kind of informs the explanation here. Mm-hmm. So, Curzon, although he's Alliance, doesn't have a class. Why would that matter, you ask? Well, that means you literally can't play class cards. It can't yeah. have all the... So, for example, the bottles. Like, bottled spite, bottled death, bottled whatever. They can be played you, by the classes, but... They can't get played or, by Curzon. Yeah, they can't get played by Curzon because they have all the little pictures in the corner. So you could run Personal Weather Maker, which does... And other similar cards that maybe they have a faction, like um, the Zeppelin card that I can't think of, which is a, a Horde one. But you can run those because they don't have a class icon or a class requirement, but this one does, and as a result... or excuse me, Personal Weathermaker does not, so you can run that, but, say, the bottles, you could not. So, yeah. just to fill people in, Personal Weather Machine, or uh, Personal Weather Maker, three cost ongoing, you play with the top card of your deck revealed. Opponents can't target cards in play you control that share a type with the top card of your deck. So, basically, the whole deck would be quests and allies. Yeah. And then allies that did stuff. So it was Marty Moonlight that could heal five from something. And then uh, this other guy that um, removed equipment or abilities from the game. Generally slower guys that were very fragile. But guess what? You give them off elusive. Oh, and they can't be targeted? Yeah. So now you you can take control of the game. It, it was a super slow deck, but it was fun yeah. We've talked and, before on old episodes actually about the bouncy version of him, mm-hmm. which is play a bunch of come into play effects, bounce them with his flip because it only costs one. Yeah. Replay them to get all their effects again. Yeah. Which, and that's it's a valid way to go about it, but there's just, like, even with the, with all the allies being elusive, there there's just so many sweepers that can deal with it. I don't think it's the sweepers are a problem because, like... Uh, yes, if you were going with the the old silly version where it's like essentially overcosted guys that have repeatable effects that are super fragile, mm-hmm. yeah. But that deck is too slow anyway. Yeah, that's I think true. if there are if you play the bouncy version where you're 
every single one of your guys is two for one mm-hmm. So they come in, they do something, then they either run in or you bounce them, get to play them again, and then run them in. Yeah. I think that version might have legs. The biggest limitation is, again, no locations. No locations. Well, actually, no. This guy can yeah, run he locations. because he's... Because he doesn't, well, it's not that he's alliance, it's that he doesn't have the restriction yep. defining what he can play. So the other ones, because they specifically call out, you have to run these cards. Anything else falls into the exclusion category. Mm-hmm. He actually doesn't have any dedicated rules on him, he's just an alliance hero. He does have a mildly amusing subtext, too. And what's that? Our enemies cannot stand against the might of the Legion, uh, the alliance. Yes. <laughs> um... Yeah, that's that's the sort of thing that like if I was playing the game, I would I would giggle. So, his biggest limitation is that there just straight up aren't that many cards. A lot of cards that were for all classes mm-hmm. specifically had all the class icons on them. Yeah, there were, especially later in the game, there were very very few cards in general, which is going to come up with one of our later heroes and not the next one uh, that just straight up don't have an icon. So his options that are not just play all the guys are exceptionally limited. And since he doesn't have a class, you don't get things like Grumdak. Or at least you don't get Grumdak consistently. Mm-hmm. So could you imagine Grumdak if you could bounce him? So you're playing... Yeah. You, your first so you Grumdak play, is always two Grumdaks. Yeah, so you play Grumdak, get Grumdak back later, and then like so... Yeah. Okay. And Grumdak on turn four is not bad. No, it's definitely not. Grumdak ever is not bad. Yeah. Um, now, keep in mind, you do have to bounce three. Like, you can't yeah. just flip him for the hell of it with one guy or nothing. Putting three Alliance allies into your hand is part of the cost. Which also means your opponent can't respond to it and kill one of them because you're paying the cost. Yeah. But it is something to keep in mind. Um, he seems fine. Like, he has, I think, has I feel like there's something there. Out of all the demon heroes that we've discussed so far, the gold ones, he probably has the most potential so far, mm-hmm. I think. Mother Misery is fun. Obliveron, whatever. Zia, yeah, okay. Uh, Implored Pinprick, eh, it, but I think Curzon could potentially. It's really, can you solve that problem of the no class thing, which... yeah. I don't know if it can be solved. I don't know if there are enough come-into-play effects. I honestly feel almost if the red and blue demons were flipped, at least the abilities, mm-hmm. you might be better off. And on that note, um, so we have our red demon, uh, which actually might be the creepiest, to me, artwork in the game. It's really so cool artwork. We have uh, Famish the Binder, that. which, um, look up the image... If any of you watch the old Avatar The Last Airbender, he kind of reminds me of that, like, face-stealing face spirit in the Why? The thing had looked like a centipede. No, well, but his, like, the way his eye, like, I don't know, it's just like the way his head is with the ten. I don't know, it freaks me out, and really it's Those just his Those are horns, face. not tentacles. I know, but, like, it reminds me of the guy's tendrils. Well, this is probably, Either I think way, out of all the artwork is the most Halloween-y artwork. I'm gonna go with 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 our boy who's on the mantelpiece is the most Halloweeny wow TC. Oh, we haven't talked about it. well, we talked well, about him briefly, but we weren't talking about his card. Well, true, but 
Yeah, this is probably the most Halloweeny, but he's he's creeping me out. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna make you talk about him. Jack the Pumpkin King. He is not. No, he is not. So Famish the Binder, similar to Curzon, has a flip, and apparently threes is a thing. So he's a dreadlord, which is also cool because we actually have multiple pit lords. We have multiple Eridar, but he is the only dreadlord hero. Mm. And why are they always walking? <laughs> I have wings. Why am, Why am I always, always walking? walking? So, husband has on um, our computer right now a massive amount of Dreadlord humor. Why is that, husband? Well, because I play Warcraft 3 a lot still, yeah. and I have all the sound clips from the game. Yeah, so the game. he has all, all the sound clips, all the stupid humor ones, so I'll be like jamming out to Christmas songs, and then all of a sudden it's, hey, let's talk about... Um, it's October. Why are you listening to Christmas songs? I'm, I'm the last time I was using the computer to listen for to music, I, it just kept coming. It was out. last December? I don't think that's true. Okay. I might be jamming out to Christmas songs and it's October. Fight me. Anyway, so uh, Famish the Binder. Horde, no class, as we talked about. <laughs> you pay three, destroy three Horde allies in your party, flip Famish face down. Man, that, that's kind of rough. What do we get for that, wife? But your horde allies on the back have ferocity. So, so destroy yeah. three Brodericks. <laughs> well. In a perfect world, destroy three Brodericks. Flip Famish face down. You have so, your Broderick so in the graveyard. Are you proposing you go turn one Broderick, turn two Broderick, Broderick, turn three Famish? Yes. Because, like... Even in your magical Halloween land story, we'll call it Halloween land instead of Christmas land, like, that's still asking a lot. It, it is asking a lot, but if it works, that'd be hilarious. So, obviously, he, he the flip had to be costed high, because yeah. this is insane. Giving Horde allies, for uh, giving any allies ferocity is bonkers. Especially yeah. forever. Because ever ever. now you have Gurgle Murgle on turn three, theoretically. Yeah. With it, but with Horde allies, you get even more of a back catalog of potential options. Yeah, there's. So there are a lot of Horde allies that I had through the years. I was like, oh, this would be great, except they'll never survive. But it doesn't matter now because they have ferocity. So I'm just gonna let this one hang out there for a moment. Daydak. <laughs> Daydak. Yeah. So, no, seriously, if you, it works on both halves of the flip. Because, okay, you're probably not going to go turn one, one drop, turn two, two, two drops, turn three, flip, because your opponent's going to do something. E you would hope. But, and again, maybe this is a magical Christmas land or Halloween land or Halloween demon town. Land? We all know what demon land is well yeah <laughs> anyway <it was> so <laughs> uh my point is is that maybe even playing date act turn four and him living to turn five is asking much but if you can now you're getting or so you get your date act trigger like you swing in you get your date act trigger buys you a little bit of time and now all your stuff off the top including future date acts Comes in sideways. Yeah. And, okay, you, you're playing against a warlock. Daydak is dangerous because they get Hezriana and then you're going to have a bad day. Now that Daydak has ferocity, you can just immediately run him into their guys, get him killed, 
and then... And then drain them. Yeah. There are a lot of either... I mean, Broderick, like you mentioned, there are a bunch of other allies that want to die. I I don't know. Let's throw out Mazukan. Oh, Which, true. yes, Mazukan has innate ferocity, so it seems silly. But at the same time, now you're representing that 12 damage from Mazukan, attack, kill him, attack again, mm-hmm. with your hero flip. You don't need another card. Yeah. It's just with him. Maybe that's the best way to use him in all seriousness. It is could be. not Now it requires three allies, but maybe the best way to use him is he is a permanent Shadow Fang keep. So you always have that ability to pop your guys. Now it has to be on your turn, right? Nope. It has to be on your turn. No, it doesn't have to be on nope. your turn. So you could do it. So you could be like, oh, you're about to wipe out these three guys. You know what? I want the next guy to have ferocity. <laughs> bye bye. Yeah, your army of the dead feels a little bit worse considering I just wiped out my <laughs> own board for you. Yeah. But you get no ghouls. This is true. So it's. I really like Famish. I don't know. The it's it's seriously not really the. I mean the the fact that it a requires horde allies is problem number one. Yeah. The fact that it requires three is asking a lot because you have three yeah. allies. Do you really want to sack them? Like you're. Pro- yeah. It, it feels you like, like it's win more. Yeah. And then it costs three, which is so awkward because until about turn six, you're not doing like yes on. Turn four and five, you could play another card. Yeah. It's probably not going to be all that relevant of a card. This is true. I... It's tough because it's... The ability's super powerful once it's triggered. The trigger that's required... The, the cost not trigger that's required is... You could make... You can find ways to make it beneficial. Like I said, you could pop Datax, you could pop Roderick, you could pop this, you could pop that, but... That's a lot of hoops to jump through. Yeah. I And like I said, I don't think I can play him because he's freaking me out. He's freaking me out, man. He's freaking me out, man. I don't know. I really like him. I, I'm i sure you would. You like that game that creeps me out just to play the game. That's very reminiscent of these decks that we're talking about. What? Hecatome. Oh, that card game. I thought you were talking about a computer game for some no. reason. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking no, about. No, I'm talking about Hecatomb, which is, I I feel like would be very, these cards would have Hecatomb? Whatever. It would, it <laughs> well, freaks me well, out. Well, it's Hecatomb. <laughs> Whatever it is. The artwork <laughs> freaks me out, and I feel like all of these heroes that we've been discussing today would really enjoy playing that game with you. I, however, would not. Shout out to all the dead card games. Yeah, all the dead card games. Anyway, so we do have one last hero that we wanted to bring up that while he's not technically a demon, it felt very thematic. Mm-hmm. And that hero is Isorath. Isorath is a monster hero with type Isorath. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On the front. Your starting and maximum hand sizes are nine cards. Which, that's Wait, nice. wait, 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 okay. wait. Pay ten. Flip him face down. Keep the, the same thing with the hand mm-hmm. sizes. Exhaust him. Destroy target non-hero card. Okay. Deck building. You can't put Horde, Alliance, or class cards in your deck, because he's also missing a class icon. Yeah. Womp womp. 
Uh, oh, and he also only has 21 health. Yeah. Uh, awkward. But then he flips. For 10. Well, true. You, you are never flipping him. No, it's not. literally never happened. What is he? He's a tentacle monster. Actually, I think he's one of the old god-related things. Okay. Um, yeah, it literally says on the card, Isorath, here's the flavor text, okay. and I quote, Isorath is a servant of the old gods capable of inducing nightmarish visions, including the fiery destruction of the Earthen Ring by Deathwing. So, I forget where he is physically in-game, but there's a, there's a few of these where it, it looks like a Sarlacc pit with tentacles, essentially. Uh-huh. Um... It felt very monster Halloween-y themed, and obviously we could have gone a different route and just literally talked about random monster heroes, but we wanted to, to focus it. We did. Uh, he gets a special exception because I can't think of any other episode where we're going to talk about him at any great length. Yeah, take it away, because this is all you, because he like, he's just, he's so weird. So, Isorath, you're probably going to play, he kind of falls into the same Curzon Famish category, but you you're stuck with monsters mm -hmm. and then a handful of neutrals. Yeah. Um you're probably going to play like 40 plus allies. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing cuz there are very very few very very few things that he can run cuz he's even So, you thought Curzon and Famish were limited on abilities? Yeah. They Now to be fair, the few horde and alliance centric abilities that are Actually, you know, non-class but tagged Hoarder Alliance mm -hmm. usually have, like, Tauren Hero required, Dwarf Hero required, or or some other stipulation. There are very few that even they could play, the demons, and most of them are bad. Yeah. So he's not missing out on much. But, for example, okay, you can play Personal Weathermaker. Who cares? Yeah. Like, it's, it's not that big a deal. Um, that being said, maybe there's something there, because... Obviously, with a nine-card starting hand, the biggest advantage there is, obviously, the extra cards, but the reason is you get that advantage early. Mm -hmm. It's going to taper off as the game goes on because everybody sees more cards, so the percentage advantage that you have will only wane. Yeah. Because everybody's drawing more cards, everybody's seeing more cards in their deck as they quest, as they just draw each turn, so... Yes, you're still always technically two cards up because you started with those two, barring you know your opponent drawing a bunch of cards, like way more than you. You are, they're going to close the gap. Yeah. So you need to take advantage of it early. Plus, aggro decks want that early boost so that you can ensure that I'm hitting my one, that I'm hitting my two, that I'm hitting my three, and then hopefully mm -hmm. you're dead. I don't think there are enough neutral things to support that because... I agree. It's kind of like, okay, I get nine cards, but why don't I just play Bogmar and dump them all on the board before you really get a turn? Yeah. Why don't I play Tyrus and then, okay, I'll turn into a Master Hero on turn four. Why don't I play Werewolves and you can't remove my guys outside of combat? Which, in this case, yes, they can run in, but you start at 21 health. Yeah. It's The flip is basically irrelevant because there's no non-class card. Like, you can't run Curse of Midnight, the Warlock thing we were talking about, because it's a mm -hmm. Warlock card. Uh, there's Ice Shrieker's Touch, I think it's called. There's a wand that flips heroes face down, but it has to be run by Clothies, so mm -hmm. you can't run that. It, it's just... 
I mean, he boosts well, to 32 health when he flips, but... Well, that is notable. Yeah, I mean, that part's great, but making it to turn 10 in this, in the current meta is hard. Well, and I don't think there are even any... There are a couple of quests that allow you to ramp, where you can play an extra resource, yeah. but most of them are like, you and your opponent get to play an extra resource. Yeah. So, A, that, that's already clunky. B, if you're playing a ramp strategy, you need the control options, and... <sighs> Since you don't have access to those class cards, you're wholly contingent on the two-for-one allies. Mm -hmm. And even they're not going to work. Now, you could get... So you can run reputations with him, which is cool. Mm -hmm. uh, as compared to a lot of the, the demon heroes, the, the gold demon heroes, most of them have that. You can't run stuff with other text restrictions. That's why Zia can't run, for example, Death Veer, which mm -hmm. is a huge problem. Because if she could run Death Veer, she might actually be playable. Yeah, she, I mean... Because that's... Death Fear holds the team on its back. Well, that's... I mean, not to digress too far into Zia, but if she could run Death Fear... Okay, you're... Given your flip, you're probably not dying before turn four. True. So you slam a Death Fear, and then you take over the board. Yeah. Like, that could be a thing, but that's neither here nor there. Because you can't do it. Um, for Isorath, you, you could run... So one of the ones that I always think of is Brother Kelton from the Argent Crusade rep. So he's a three-cost, two-one, that when he comes in, he deals two unpreventable holy damage. Or whether he or another unique ally enters play into your party, you can deal two unpreventable holy damage to something. So that matters because you can kill a werewolf with that. Yeah. So theoretically, you could try and run a more mid-rangey, slower build. But that's not enough. Like, mm -hmm. there aren't enough allies that come into play and remove an ally. So you don't get... A, like, compare him to Hezriana. You feel super bad playing him over instead of Hezriana. Yeah, you really do. It would be cool to get to 10. It would, like, it's one of those cards that would be cool if it would work out. I just can't foresee a situation where it works but let's, out. But let's say you do. Let's say you get to 10. Okay. You don't even win. No, because you, you, one, you've had to like your your card advantage at that point is pretty much moot. Well, You're, I mean, yes, you it's it's played itself out, but remember, you did start with two extra. I, okay, fine. You have you have to pay a ton. Yes, you get to thirty two, but uh, I just and you get to immediately pop one of their cards, but you only won. What? Yeah, it's... Any deck that lets you get to 10 is probably another slow control deck, because in Classic, any aggro deck could still... Like, if you're 20 and you heal to 32, it's entirely possible that your aggro opponent still just kills you. Yeah. Like, they just end you because you tapped out and gave them all the time in the world. Uh, if you're playing against another control deck, they could just play a Master Hero... Yeah. And then you're probably super sad. You have to look at it as this. He has a built-in master hero. Mm -hmm. you, you buff your health. You get a bonkers ability. That's the way to, I think you have to look at him. Can you build a control deck to get to a master hero? It's really hard to do that with dual heroes. Yeah. Let alone somebody who doesn't have like any class cards. That being said, I'm going to try.
<laughs> yeah, of course you are. I do. As I'm saying this, I'm like, this is not something that I had prepared. As the words are coming out of my mouth, oh, you have to treat Isorath as a master hero. I'm like, actually, most a good master hero in classic to me has to cost ten. Mm-hmm. When it's eleven, it's so Lich King costs eleven. It's just a hair too much. But say playing Thrall at ten is fine. There might be something there, but I, like I said, it's super hard because you're, in case anybody's wondering, that's the baby! Yeah, that's the baby call, also known as, that, um, the baby the is, the, yeah, the baby is the puppy, and she's a good baby. Um. She's very, generally very quiet, she doesn't bark, but she is needy. wondering why we're talking so much instead of playing with her or, yeah. or petting her, really. Uh, so I guess that's our cue to kind of wrap this up. So wife, any final thoughts on the demon heroes? Are you excited by any of these? Do you want to test I mean, these? What do you, are, I mean, like, t- I love Tyrus, which, <laughs> <laughs> like, I know, like, going back to the beginning of this, I do love Tyrus. I think he's fun to play. If we're, you know, heading out to play games for the day... I always pack a Tyrus build with me. Well, we're always testing against Tyrus, yeah, too. We're always so there's always excuses for you to play it. And, yeah, like, he's one of those decks that I'm comfortable playing. But, uh, I don't know. The demons are spooky, but they're just not quite spooky enough. It's, it is tough. Uh, I think they have some really cool ideas. For the most part, I feel as though they have been passed by yeah. with the game. I, th- being, I, I think that they could have had more support. They didn't get the support that they needed, at the, least for the neutrals. The gold demons, the gold specifically. Demons, yeah. If we're talking about the green ones, they it, the design team figured it out. They realized they can't have all these restrictions. That's why the new dual heroes, not specifically demons, but the new dual heroes are just monster heroes. Yeah. And then no specs. Uh, as opposed to when you get to the Scourge heroes, like we talked about last time, where they have all kinds of restrictions, like yeah. an absurd amount, so it's very restricting. You're handcuffed. But I think they're going to be a lot of fun. Definitely hit us up with any of your demon deck ideas yes. while we're still in the spirit of the go season. For, go for the alliteration, demon decks. Yes, although it, by the time this goes up, it's going to be past that point. November still counts as demon season. Does it? It does. Does it, though? Plus, does Halloween ever really end in our hearts? Yes. In our, no, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Dressing up and getting candy. I, I can't have candy, and, wife. Well, that's your fault. <laughs> I love candy. <laughs> um, so, and plus, that means there's more for me. Anyway. Anyway, so let us know your demon ideas. Definitely hit us up with... weird? That sounds a little weird. <laughs> that let sounds a little weird, wife. Talk to us about sounds your demon. a little weird. So we'll close it up there. Definitely hit us up with your feedback. Let us know what cool ideas you have, whether they're the uh, spooky, scary skeleton uh, type from Scourge Heroes or their demon ideas or what other creepy crawlies you happen to have. Maybe you have, you know, something uh, based around Broodmother or whatever because that spider one, it's it's in theme for the month. Yeah, it fits. So, yeah, hit us up with your spooky decks. And definitely let us know what you want to see in future shows. Again, we definitely have ideas. We want to make sure that we're doing videos or other content that people want to hear about. So, tune in next time for some random thoughts. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Thanks for listening. 
So for all other things Random's Thoughts, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. At our website, randomsthoughts.wordpress.com, you can now find us on Facebook under the tag of Random's Thoughts. Or find us on Twitter, at randthoughtpod. That's at R-A-N-D thought pod. And please feel free to reach out to us on Gmail at randomsthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon.